room 13 of the Journey's End Motel, Lincoln Romero is conducting a drug deal with two teenagers in rave attire, while Whisper, Shelley, and Fletcher sit in chairs around a congested coffee table. Link leads the ravers through the door into the connected room. Step into my office. Yeah, Link. Big rave tonight. I was starting to beat, buddy. Lot of action, bro. Fucking sluts coming up from the city. Little MDMA, little EDM, a whole lot of fun. Yeah, to come. Yeah, not really my scene. A man of business. All right, my dude. We need a ton of E and a bunch of roofies, dog. Yeah, you got any more of those purple dolphins? Yo, those were dope. Fletcher gives Vicky a meaningful look. On the television, an old black and white movie is playing. An old man with a hoary mustache in a black-brimmed hat, standing in profile. The man walks down the street, stops to pull out a pocket watch. The dream sequence from Igmar Bergman's Wild Strawberries. Link and the ravers step back into the room. Yeah, here's some party favors, and let me know what you think. They're new on the market. Ether X. Cool, my man. The two teenage ravers give cupped handshakes to Link, walk out the motel door. Link double locks it, turning his attention back to the room. Oh, right, right, right. So the cheerleader and the bellboy are trying to blackmail my girl and derail my operation. Chuck, that's, that's right. That's not the way it is. Vicky volunteers at the home. She could hook you up. Earn her cut. Think of it as a partnership. Oh, I see. Tight on cash flow, eh? You think I'm in this on my own? Shit. There's some serious ombros I gotta kick up to. You want in, Dumbbell? You and your little bitty ain't just gonna blackmail your way. You're gonna earn your keep. Here, I got an idea. Link tosses Fletcher the pill case of Ether-X capsules. What's that? Well, the thing is, is I don't really know. Connect hooked me up, said there's a big supply. So what we're going to do is take one or two of these each and see the effects. We'll think of it as a bonding experience. We're not taking any drugs. I got tryouts next week. No, you're going to take them. We don't need to do shit. Let me explain the situation to nah, you. Let me explain the situation to you, dumbbell. Link reaches into the back of his jeans, pulling out a pistol. Vicky looks pleadingly at Whisper, who smiles sardonically at her and reverently at her man, live and in charge. I came to set up shop in this little shithole motel, in this little shithole town, simply because there was a shithole market that needed servicing. I provide said service, like any good red-blooded American. You see, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been here now, what, three months? Met my sugar plum, and I kind of like it. I feel comfortable, secure. I got a good thing going, so I don't want any changes unless I implement said changes. Capiche? That means no one fucking with me or my chick, and definitely not with my business. Listen, just forget the whole thing, all right? Like, it was just a silly idea. Like, Vicky No, just no, no, no. Maybe... <clears throat> maybe I can put you in your bit of the use. You gotta recognize. Now we're gonna do this. Link takes a seat at the congested coffee table, grabbing the pill bottle from Fletcher. He dolls out eight pills, two per head. While Whisper begins handing out tall cans from the fridge. Uh, water? Whisper forces the tall can on her. All right, cowboys and cowgirls, bottoms up. <sighs> Clock ticks by, 7.46. You know four out of every five seniors in institutions around meds? Four out of five. Yeah, babe. It's a fucking gold mine. We hit the mother load. You're a fucking genius. You want to know the most fucked up part? What's that? If those same seniors are in households with their families, that number cuts in half. What does that tell you about society? Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandpa. Ship them off. Out of sight. Out of mind. 
It's like this whole fucking system, man. When you're a kid, they ship you off to school. When you're an adult, they ship you off as some desk jockey or factory stooge to some faceless corporate sell-your-soul job. Then when you're old, they put you in a home to die amongst strangers. Just a tax cow laid to pasture. I remember when my granny passed, went from the nursing home, actually our nursing home where Whisper and I work, dementia, like really hard to be around. Then one day, she's in the hospital, lifeless on a bed, like a display piece. I remember the room had a view of the highway overpass outside, and there's all these cars and trucks, traffic, this movement outside. But there in that room, life had ceased. And I was like, is that all there is? You know, I kept thinking of that thought. Like, is that it? Like, but the difference, you know? It was weird. It made me smile like like I had no control over it, over my face. I was almost at the point of laughter. I swear to God, I'm standing in that room. And these people, my family, are all serious and somber like they should be. Like what the occasion calls for. And I'm in there smiling like a lunatic. And I'm crying. And I just think everything is hilarious. Like I couldn't shake that feeling of... of Absurdity. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A stranger. What? It's already been done. Camus. French existentialism. Yeah, never mind. I remember when my uncle died. At the funeral, they put him in a concrete slab in the wall and filled it in with, like, insulation, like like on a job site or something. In one of those mausoleum things? And the whole thing was, like, so removed from anything, you know, natural. Like being put in the ground to become worm feed. Right. And we're standing there on ceremony, and the guy's working or using mechanical lift and caulking tools to seal him into the wall. Like, he was some kind of support beam or something. And I just thought about him rotting away in there like that. Like, it was weird, because he was a construction worker himself, and then to be part of what was basically a construction job and death, it was kind of like... Poetic justice. Who digs the grave digger's grave, eh? I remember when my mom's passed, they paid this guy at the funeral home to officiate, and he gives a recycled speech and everything, acting like he knew her and shit. Like, a fucking actor, and everything he said was bullshit. Trite hallmark platitudes, like, insert name here, boilerplate shit, and then someone else is next on the conveyor belt of death, and then someone else after that, and so on and so on. Like, he was pretending to know her, and pretending to feel sad and feel some compassion or whatever, and pretending to know how we felt, like, standardizing it, you know, like... Who knows how many fucking times we had to wear that mask every week, every day, get paid to be a professional mourner. The whole thing, like, made a mockery of her life, you know? And the worst part was that it made us complicit to the fucking fakery. <sighs> Only deaths I've ever known have been buddies of mine. I'm an unwanted orphan, bounced around homes and whatnot. Never close to anyone. Never knew my kin. Fucking better that way. No one needs me, and I don't need nobody. What about me? Yeah, I need you, sugar plum. Like a fucking hole in the head. Dickhead. <laughs> you know, people talk about factory farming. What about factory nursing or burial or just, you know, every fucking thing being so fucking impersonal, mechanical, dehumanizing? I mean, we're so disconnected. It's all so fucking, ugh, it makes me sick. Yep. Siphoned off as a specialist in some pyramid scheme society. It's all bullshit. Always been like that. You know, the pharaohs and the high priests commissioned different architects and builders for different parts of the pyramids. So that only those on the top knew the master design. They've been fucking us over since Egypt and shit. You ever seen the back of a dollar bill? Why the fuck do you think that pyramid's on there? And that eye staring at you from the top? It's like most people just follow pre-established patterns of behavior. 
Go with the herd like fucking zombies. Get born, slapped with a number, they go to school, get slapped with a suit and ID. I mean, you might just think it's the price of bureaucracy, mass society and whatnot. Do you know who else gave people numbers? Tattooed that shit right on their forearms, barcoded. And that fucking digital tattoo is next. They'll upload that shit right to your brain. Fucking digitize everything. Make everything traceable. The mark of the beast. Unable to buy or sell without it. Boom! Fuck it, man. We're just biomass feeding the vultures, fucking up the planet, a mold aggregate growing conscious of itself, and soon we'll be back to mold. Link rolls up his sleeve, revealing one of many tattoos on his forearm, showing it to Fletcher, who tries to read it, completely butchering the Latin phrase. E.K. Homo Hom Homi Lupi East? That's some fucking homo shit? What? Eche Homo. Behold the man. Pontius Pilate. JFC. What are you even saying, bro? Jesus fucking Christ. See, everyone's getting dumber. Just keep slugging those balls and lifting that weight, you all-American retard. Ecce homo homini lupi a. Means man is a wolf to man. Dog eat dog shit. Trust no one. Ever. So what do you think they're gonna do with all those bodies? Heard they're gonna put them in the incinerator at the old waste plant. See? Fire up the ovens. I heard they think what's killing them off is like some fungal allergen. Fucking shrooms, man. Spores and shit. A higher form of life from outer space to explore your inner space. Reconnect with the cosmos and shit. Aliens put them on Earth to help us remember who we are. Who are we? Stardust, babe. Fucking stardust. There are just a shitload of alien penises. Alien penis. You know what? I'm glad they're dying off. I mean, those decrepit geezers. Fucking boomers. I, for one, never want to get old. Never mind the old bits, like the saggy breasts and the wrinkly ass, the loose skin. Yuck. It's so gross. Would you love me if my tits reached my ankles, babe? Don't be stupid. That's what boob jobs are for. Don't laugh at that. What time is it? 9.15. It feels strange. Like my head is all tingly and... Yeah, me too. Must be the pills. Man, I'm serious. Fuck them. Look at this country. Fucking boomers looted it. Let it all go to shit. And then turn around and blame the aimless youth for the state of the union. Meanwhile, they partook in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That has everyone focused on finding themselves. This doctrine of self-creation is really navel-gazing and profiteering. As they outsourced, offshored, and sold out our inheritable wealth, sit around with their 401ks judging us? Kids with university degrees doing shift work in the gig economy from one McJob to the next. What a fucking joke. Should rob them all and burn the whole house of cards to the ground. Yeah, says the drug dealer. You sound like some kind of generational Robin Hood. But we ain't Robin Hood, son. I'm just trying to get my piece. And these fucking vampire geezers are hoarding it all. It's like playing a game of Monopoly, and the fuckers got hotels on Boardwalk and Park Place, and then fucking green ones too. Neighborhoods I can't even go into without catching a sideways stare. And all I got is five bucks and a leaky dick. Babe. So, like, what do you get out of the old folks' home anyways? Opioids are the big money. Painkillers too. But also antipsychotics, hypnotics, sedatives. Vicky's seen it. Most of those old fuckers are basically zombies. Sometimes I wish they were so we could put them out of their misery. Yeah, let's just kill him. Oh my god, did I just say that? Dictated like a benevolent angel of mercy. Cheers. A what? An angel of mercy. 
It's the name given to caregivers who kill off their patients. There was one nurse in England, I think. She murdered over 400 people under her care. She would administer lethal doses and then crawl into bed to hold them as their life slipped away. She wanted to feel them die by her hand in her arms. Like a fucking god. Like an effing psycho. Okay, so then what? You turn around and sell them, like, Viagra? Dick pills? Sure. A bunch of them want medical marijuana, mostly edibles. Believe me, half of them are stoned out of their fucking minds most of the day, reliving old memory loops, Woodstock flashbacks and whatnot, mistaking you for their relatives who only visit them on holidays and to make sure they're still in the will. Well, you know what you get when you mix Viagra and acid, right? A trip without the kids. <laughs> Easy, girl. It wasn't that funny. Oh my God. Yeah, I've drank far too much. We should just euthanize them. I mean, before the job, I loved old people. My granny and grandpa were dope. They took care of me after my mom's died. But after cleaning shit stains, spoon feeding, drool patrolling, and coming home smelling like urine and mothballs, and still being treated like shit by those demented old fucks, hell, I'm glad they're dying off. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx, right? You revert back into infancy, a state of dependency, and nobody wants a dependent. When you're young and able, you get the life sucked out of you. Billy Corgan said it best, man. The world is a vampire. It's so depressing. I'm in 50. 50's still young. How about like 70? Like Logan's Run? What's that? Some sci-fi flick from the 70s about a society that kills its citizens when they turn 30. That was the old saying of the hippie radicals. Trust no one over 30. 30? How old are you? 29. I guess you got a year. 70 is good. 60 or 65. Yeah, now I really wish they were zombies so we could partake in a worldwide boomer side. Fucking A. A geriatric zombie apocalypse. Imagine that. They all reflect on the single unifying thought.